0: Welcome to the Create Your Shape podcast. I'm Jenny the Nutritionist and I'll be teaching you the strategy, structure, and science to build muscle and decrease body fat, specifically for ladies who work out. Hello friends, this episode on hunger signals is going to completely change how in tune you are with your body. In real quick, I just want to offer that you can listen to these episodes multiple times. You can listen to all my podcast episodes multiple times. I just listened to one of my coach's podcast episodes six times. Six, y'all. And every time I understand a piece a little more, where I apply the concept to a different scenario, or I hear something that I didn't pick up on the last time, These episodes are meant to be short and punchy and like an easy read, but I want to make sure y'all are really applying what I'm teaching here and actually making the changes from this. I'm also in a functional medicine program, and it's now my third time going through the teachings and everything is just clicking at a higher level. So really utilize these podcasts to learn and implement and make changes. So now let's dive into our bodies and truly understand them. Understanding hunger signals is direct feedback from your body in cues on what to do next to keep making progress. Just knowing this will be so, so helpful for you today and also as you strategize for the future. First, let's classify the hunger signals into four categories. You have hungry, where there's a sensation in your stomach right below your left rib cage. Maybe your tongue salivates and your brain immediately thinks of food. Like if you let your brain lead or you let your stomach lead and go mindless just for a second, it's driving you to the fridge. So that's the first category. Then there is starving. Now you have pains in your stomach, maybe a headache or lightheadedness, and you will do anything to eat anything at this point. This is the hangry stage. And on the other side of this is full, where your belly feels a little pushed out. If something tastes good enough, you could probably keep eating it because you're like driven from that sensation in your taste buds that's getting that delicious tingle. But your belly is saying, hey guys, it's time to start wrapping this up. We're kind of running out of room here. And then lastly, there is stuff. Where you might start to feel physically ill, your belly is past the point of having any more room left, and you need to unbutton your pants or go lay down on the couch because now you're tired as all of the food needs to process. So that from stuffed, then you have full, from full, then they're satisfied, and then there is hungry, and then there is starving. So the extremes being starving or stuffed should not really ever occur outside of like the rare incidents or occasions. But where we want to be the majority of the time is satisfied. It's the best feeling. It's contentment. It's like joyous. You just feel light, but like well-fueled. It's right in the middle of hungry and full And throughout your plan of when you are on a nutrition plan and changing your shape, you may teeter totter, teeter totter. Is that the word? (laughs) Slightly between satisfied, maybe a little hungry and maybe a little full. And all of that is normal. And you can use these signals to see what's happening internally and how to guide your plan in the next step. These are great indications of how things are going and what to change next. However, that's not how they're typically being used. I typically see hunger signals be used as a way to take immediate action. So here's what I typically see. Some ladies may resist hunger. They may feel hungry, but they think they shouldn't eat more for whatever reason, so they will power their way to not eat. Something being hungry is a good thing and that means that they're losing body fat and they like that feeling. And so they try to go to bed hungry or they always like they always search for that feeling or try to create that feeling. And then that may become so much effort to sit in that misery, then they may become fearful of that hunger feeling and think that's what it takes to make progress and if they want to make change then they're like afraid of oh okay, well I'm going to have to feel hungry all the time. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Some immediately feel the suck and uncomfortableness of hunger and can't fight the urge and then indulge in whatever is in front of them. And then they feel guilty, right? In which they could just resist. Or some are really like bought into the intuitive eating approach and think that I need to listen to my body and whatever it says to do. And they'll tell me, well, I'm not hungry in the morning, so I shouldn't eat breakfast or I don't eat breakfast because of that. Or my favorite is when they say, I'm not hungry after the gym, so I don't eat. Or I'm getting full, so I shouldn't eat anymore or I'll get fat. Like, that's what my body's telling me. Like, they're reporting the news. Or if you're like me, I'm afraid of being hungry because then I can't do anything else. I can't work, I can't focus, and I definitely can't sleep. Now that I'm so much more aware and in tune with my body and my nutrition, this doesn't happen often, but definitely growing up, and especially once I started training more, I would wake up in the middle of the night hungry and I'm like, I've got to get up and go eat or I'm not going to go back to sleep. So there have been many nights where I would get up in the middle of the night, go to the fridge or have crackers, yogurt, fruit, like anything I could find just to be able to go back to sleep because of the, not that I was like extremely starving, but just from the mental aspect of like, I can't be hungry. I also remember going to a CrossFit class and just casually saying like why we we're warming up. Oh, I'm, I'm hungry. And Someone looked at me and was like, that's not a good thing. You're about to have an awful workout. And that's definitely true compared to, you know, how much I know now I would never do that. And it wasn't that I was like intentionally not trying to eat, right? But clearly, like most of my ladies, I just wasn't eating enough for the level of like, training and the level of like muscle, muscle that I did have. So all of these are problems for my ladies, like you, who are working out because you're making vague assumptions about what those hunger signals mean. For someone who has 100 pounds to lose and can't stop like binging, then finding and like, listening to those signals and that fullness may be great for them, but for you, you need a more fine-tuned approach and you want to use these hunger signals in a different way. You want a deeper understanding of hunger and use these signals to guide the pace of your overall strategy in your macro changes. It's a way to become more in tune with actually what's happening in your body and your metabolism and have more control over these emotions that come up with these signals. I have my ladies track their hunger levels every week and then we use it to make informed decisions for their plan. Y'all know how I am. I like to teach the concepts in the framework so then you can apply it to every scenario. So here are the four considerations to make sense of hunger signals and then examples for each. The first is whatever your body consistently is given over time, it's going to crave. Our bodies are good at adapting. This is a survival mechanism. If you intermittent fast and consistently don't feed your body until noon, guess what? You will eventually naturally not be hungry in the morning and then you'll be hungry at noon. It's just like a cat. It can't tell time, but it knows if it gets fed every night at 6 p.m., then that's exactly when it will be by the food bowl, right? Our bodies thrive off of consistency. The same thing happens not only with timing, but also how much you're eating if you're not eating enough, we'll adapt to however many calories we consistently give ourselves. I hear all the time, I'm not hungry, so I have a hard time believing I'm not eating enough. Like, Of course you're not hungry. Your body has adapted to whatever you've been giving it. This is also why intuitive eating and listening to your body may not be the best move for where you're at. You're going to create whatever you've consistently been doing in the past, and that hasn't created that the results that you want. So, As you create your shape, you may have to go against your traditional response to your hunger signals. A lot of times when my ladies start to eat more or start having breakfast, they may feel just a little full, and then this is why. And that's okay, and it doesn't mean you should stop, but we're just going to start small and slowly build up their breakfast or their intake, and then I guarantee their body will adapt, and soon enough, they may be waking up ready to be like ready for fuel so that's the first one whatever your body consistently is given over time it's going to create the second consideration is your hunger levels can represent your metabolism so your metabolism is the rate at which you utilize your food The rate at which you utilize that food can change or be influenced by a handful of things like the amount you're eating each day, the timing of it, your food composition, and then most importantly, how consistent you are with that day in and day out. So let's say you're managing a factory and right now that factory is receiving a thousand pounds of rice every day. Then your factory has assembly lines that package, like divvy up and package the rice up into two pound boxes that then get sealed, labeled, and then put on a truck for delivery. Well, right now there's a rate at which you can process those a thousand pounds of rice each day. You have your process flows and system like set up to manage that a thousand pounds of rice. Then I want you to imagine that this is, this is your system and this is your flow for a year, months. And then all of a sudden the next day you get 1200 pounds of rice. So 200 pounds of rice more per day delivered to your factory. At first there may be some chaos the first couple of days and you may think you can't handle it because you're only used to the rate of processing a thousand pounds of rice per day. But then you'll get to work adjusting your flows and your systems, and you'll figure it out. And then within a couple of days, you'll be able to handle that 2,000 pounds of rice per day. That's just like your metabolism. Your body knows how to manage what you've consistently been giving it. And then there may be a few days of adjustment while it's speeding up the rate at which it can utilize that food. AKA increasing your metabolism. Like, how fun is that? So that's number two. Your hunger levels can represent your metabolism. Then we have number three. Your hunger signals, leptin and ghrelin, can be influenced by certain foods. Leptin triggers your hunger feelings and then ghrelin, I think I'm saying that correctly, is the hormone that tells your body that you're full. This is really simplified, but certain foods may trigger these more or less, especially ones that influence swings in your blood sugars. So sugar, quick digesting processed carbs, especially when eaten by themselves, or alcohol are great examples. Great examples of the like, once you start, you feel like you can't stop feeling. So you can see, we can start to identify where the hunger signals are coming from. Is it because of what I've trained my body to do? Is it adjustments in my metabolism based on the strategy I'm implementing? Or did I just eat something that's effing with my system like temporarily? Lastly, number four, fullness and hunger are just sensations in our bodies. They may feel uncomfortable, but they're not going to kill us. So instead of reacting immediately to them or assuming they mean something that then drives an emotion like resisting because I shouldn't eat more, or urges that I have to eat something right now, or worried because I'm going to get put, put on fat if I eat more. Instead, we can remove the emotional aspect and think of it like a data point. We can actually use it to make informed decisions instead of it just causing us to spin or feeling guilty or not making progress. So they are just sensations in our body. So those are the four considerations, and now I want to wrap it up by showing you what this may look like over time as you implement a strategy to build muscle and decrease body fat. Here is what I typically see with my ladies as I take them through the nutrition strategy, and remember that my ladies are are lifting, and 99% of y'all are not eating enough, right? You're not over 2,000 plus calories, or that amount isn't optimized. So the first phase, as we're slowly and steadily increasing intake, maybe an average, I see people start off at 1,200 to 1,600 calories, and we work them up to 2,000 to 2,600 calories. What, What I see is once they get a little bump in food, so we do this slowly and strategically over time, but I see once they get a little bump up in food, they may get a little full for three to five days. Then the next three to five days after that, they feel satisfied. And then the next three to five days after that, they may get just a little hungry. So this is all over about a two week time period. A couple of days they're slightly full, and then a couple of days they're satisfied. And then a couple of days, they may start leaning towards it getting a little hungrier. So in this case, this hunger represents their metabolism increasing and signaling to us that they can handle more food. And this is great news because we can then increase their intake as soon as that happens and get them more food to build their shapes. This is also why I typically have biweekly updates, um, biweekly macro updates for my ladies. Then once they're consistently eating enough, so We've gone through that process to get them over that 2000 calorie range. And then maybe they want to focus on decreasing more body fat. Then we may go into a calorie deficit. So once we enter into that phase, the first three days, they may feel like a little pinch of hunger as their body adjusts, which that pinch of hunger can be overshadowed by just adding in more water or more veggies. But then after that three days, they generally will feel good. You should not be starving during a calorie deficit phase. This is one of the main benefits of feeding you up first, because then you can go into a calorie deficit at a much higher calorie intake. You also in this phase most likely won't be getting full, but definitely in the satisfied to feeling like lighter on the satisfied scale. However, if you're in the calorie deficit phase too long, guess what? Our metabolisms will adapt, and the rate at which we utilize that food will go down. Then we may start getting full again and not have a big desire or drive for food. That's a great indication that it may be time to come out of the calorie deficit phase and start feeding you up again, or implement another strategy depending on the individual. This is why I have the calorie deficit phase at six to 10 weeks for my ladies because we don't want it to go on too long or too far and slow down our metabolisms. So that's an example of what I typically see and that really addresses the first two considerations, adaption and metabolism. And then within that time frame, there may be sometimes where you go to a party or a dinner or you have different foods that may drive those hunger hormones that you'll have to read through. And throughout all of this, you'll have to practice that fourth consideration of not immediately reacting with an emotion to those hunger signals, but instead start investigating what these data points mean. You can see how all of this is way more fine-tuned for my type of ladies and really used to look at the science and using these hunger signals as a data point to then influence your nutrition plan. So stop using hunger signals against you and start using it for you by understanding it and then applying it to your plan. When you do that, you won't be confused. Should I eat more? Should I eat less? Should I eat now? Should I eat later? And instead, you'll see it as a tool. I have ladies tell me that oh, I'm starting to get hungrier. So I started to eat more with my new target sooner than we thought. And I'm like, yes, this is great because you're understanding how it works. You're reading your body. And that's just one example. They're understanding how to make decisions Right, and it's such a powerful place to be because you're not thinking that oh, I shouldn't eat more. I don't know what to do. Um, I'm I'm avoiding getting full. It's just another tool that you can use to gauge progress without getting test done too. You get out of the emotional decisions and into control. So use these four considerations this week and be more in tune with your body now and give your body the nutrients it needs to build muscle and decrease body fat and create your shape. So I'll see you next week on the create your shape podcast. Hey, if you work out and want to look like you work out, then you need to be in the create your shape program. Learn more and get started at jennythenutritionist.com slash create dash your dash shape. You can also follow me on Instagram for more content at Jenny, the nutritionist.